This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's our fifth and final hour of the GBAG Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live in Surprise. Coverage is brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good good yes uh and we're looking forward to a big friday show tomorrow a big ranger guest uh, coming on and a lot of rangers excitement we'll continue to have an eye on nfl free agency and what the cowboys might do combines going on too yeah yeah combines going on newsmakers are talking crusty's corner tomorrow at 240 very good yeah Yeah, i think one of the big cowboy storylines going on right now is are are we going to get any chatter are the cowboys going to get some deals done with their own free agents or will dots be connected or are the moves they're about to make in free agency going to be so obscure that nobody in the news cycle right now cares about those players so we wouldn't even hear about it I, i think that's probably the most likely answer here i'm keeping my fingers crossed that they will ace the test when it comes to the draft and you know whatever free agency they do Maybe there is another trade in in the making for us like they did last year with uh, Gilmore and Cooks. That would be amazing. So I'll give them their opportunity here to go knock it out of the park. But the words of Stephen Jones this week have left me more discouraged than, uh, you know, at at any point since they lost to Green Bay. That's where I'm at right now. It's time now for Eric Chiafon to give us a little bit of a combo platter, baseball and football. Here's the Chief. Yes, sir. And uh, just a friendly PSA to the folks driving around, uh, Sonic bringing it strong with the new $1.99 crispy tender wraps. Yep. Uh, I hear the early returns are uh, the best thing going at that price in all of uh, America's culinary opportunities. Doesn't surprise me. Those guys do some delicious food at a great value. Now, uh, the Rangers get the victory today here in surprise, 7-5 to five against the Brewers. Uh, Rangers now winners of four straight. Really unstoppable force here in the Cactus League, man. It's no yeah. different than important big games in uh, in the postseason for these Rangers. It's just you don't want to you don't want to see them if you're the win opposition. That Iguana Cup, right? We're playing for the Iguana Cup. I think so. That's what I think Jared so. Talks about right. Always There's some in the air for sure. Yeah, the Iguana. Cup. They're just they're just winners. That's we. <laughs> they're having so much fun doing it. They are, and, and it was fun to watch. Nasty Nate Aldi out there today. The, it just the presence that he has on the mound, this dude, he's got, like, the intensity. You could feel it from here of, like, there, there's not much difference. Big game Nate, it always – he just carries himself like it's a big game, 
and he was he was dialed. I think that's probably probably the biggest immediate takeaway for this current team outside of the Young Bucks that uh, you know will hopefully bring some fun things for the future. Nasty Nate Evaldi getting it done in a nice way today. That's probably the biggest takeaway. I needed that, you know, um, without Seager being here, without Adolis being here, with uh, Scherzer and Degrom. You know, to get that kind of a performance from a, a multi-time a world champion and, and a guy you know you're going to be able to lean on in the biggest moments, that was the, the championship moment where I was like, oh, wow, I'm in the presence of not a guy that was along for the ride, but the guy that, that was putting in the work, the guy that, you, that, that was the deciding factor. Right. Yeah, it's huge. And with the way this season's going to start with the uh, the status of the rotation, having guys like Nathan Evaldi in peak form to get this thing going is going to be huge. Get a chance to see John Gray uh, make his spring training debut on Saturday against the White Sox. He'll be starting opposite Dylan C, so that'll be a fun one. Adrian Sampson will be starting tomorrow for the Rangers uh, against the Giants. So uh, Owen White allowed two runs on four hits uh, in the in the fourth inning, some hard contact, but um, I, I think uh, another big takeaway is just how good Ezekiel Duran has been. Yeah. Uh, he was dominant this time last year, took that into the first part of the regular season. It was fantastic. And you talk about a guy that probably feels like he's got a lot to prove. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. a lot to prove but the, and, and great opportunity. Yeah. You know, because of the way this uh, of, of the status of some of these players like a like a Corey Seager and a Josh Young right now. And then the opportunity at the DH spot, you know, at the very least, he's going to have an opportunity to do something really, really fun this year for himself. And he's, if he's playing like he did the first part of the season last year and if he's playing anywhere close to the guy that uh, he's playing like right now, which is hitting game tying RBI doubles at one point in this game, hitting 462 for the spring OPS of almost 1200 uh, Ezekiel. Duran is uh, really, really dominant right now. Okay, Will McClay is in Indianapolis at the Combine. Of course, uh, I see Nick Harris of DallasCowboys.com, friend of the program here, caught up with Cowboys VP of Player Personnel, Mr. Will McClay, shining a, a little bit of light on the changes that new D.C. Mike Zimmer will be bringing to Dallas. And one of the big things is... Uh, looking, uh, looking more at those bigger bodies inside, mm-hmm. and he wants to. He, he just he, he's all about that trench play. Mm-hmm. Is Mike Zimmer? So I don't think that's anything necessarily new. But Will McClay saying that you have the yeah. Texas defensive tackle today, Tavondre Sweat, went in six four, three hundred and sixty six pounds. Five two, huh? So, yeah, yeah, five five wow. two seven. Mm. Uh, at that size, it's uh, you would think it's impressive. I think I'm looking at some of the athletic scores, and you know it's it doesn't come across like. He tested very well, Mr. Sweat, but he's a big body. He in didn't there. do the. Uh, did they do? Did he do some of the jumps? I don't think. Okay, were. the jumps probably not going to be. What it? The shuttle is what I'm interested in. If they the twenty yard shuttle. Yeah, Would give they, me. Uh, I'll get it pulled up okay, here. Okay, I'm and, sorry. Here no, I it's fine. You. I just. Uh, I thought you had him in front of you. That's why I was asking. My apologies. I'm scrolling. I'll find it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, but he's a big boy, and he, he certainly – okay, he's the biggest dude in, like, the last 25 years for a, a D lineman at the, at the combine. Let's see. So for his, his vertical jump, 26 inches, uh, broad jump, 8 feet 2 inches. Mm-hmm. Both don't score very well nope. when it comes to defensive tackles. His speed sto- uh, scores, like his 10-yard split and all that stuff was not very good. But the size, I mean, at 6'4 and uh, 366 pounds, that is, that's elite size. Right. Uh, so maybe his film is really, really, really good. And, and, and you fans of Texas, you understand. I mean, you guys had two really good defensive tackles this year that gave uh, gave people a lot of problems. And so, you know, when you when you start to talk about Murphy and you talk about sweat, 
uh, man, uh, th- in, in my opinion, those are the first two. Uh, Murphy being a three technique, uh, he he would be he would help anybody that he went to, and I, I think Sweat is just ability, like I say, to he he's got that just that lateral ability. He's got that ability to, to not just stay there in one spot. He can move. He can push up field. He can get outside the tackle box. Just a guy that big. He's just so hard to deal with because uh, he's always on the move. Yeah, well, I mean, he seems. And what what uh, what round would would he? I, be? I had Murphy in the first. I have twenty two first round grades okay. on my board. Twenty two first round grades, and then Sweat I had in the in the second. And as as far as the three technique defensive tackles, Murphy's number one. He's a first round grade for me. Sweat I have him uh, as a DT one, and I mean that one technique or nose tackle. He's my top guy there. Okay, yeah, I mean, Texas is bringing it strong with these uh, with these defensive tackles. That is for sure. But Will McClay saying, yeah, bigger bodies inside on the defensive line trench play, and they're definitely going to be addressing, uh, I believe he, Will McClay, told Nick Harris that free agency and the draft are going to provide opportunities at linebacker to address that particular we, need we, right there, which is good. We ran through a bunch of those linebackers, and, yeah. if, and, and Gavin was nice enough to pull up numbers one of them was like it's you know five million dollars. There was a seven million dollar. There was a one million dollar. I feel like that you could kind of find some guys there. They're not going to get Patrick Queen or anybody like that. But some of the others that we ran through, uh, we sure can uh, take a look at. Man, the guy I feel so bad for at the combine right now. I don't know if you've watched this guy. I don't know how good he is, but Notre Dame's defensive end Javante Jean Baptiste have not seen him food poisoning yeah throwing up until 10 a.m yeah hydrating all uh, all morning while going 24 hours without food currently participating in the nfl combine yeah and you know what, what a what a beast yeah you have to admire you have to admire and man if you're gonna get sick that is actually the perfect place to get sick hmm. the hospitals there are unbelievable and then you've got every doctor in the nfl sitting there at your disposal uh to try and get you and every trainer uh, in the league as well to, to try and get you back to health if they can. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I guess I guess there is a glass half full situation there. You'll be able to get the IVs, you, you the get hydration, everything you need. Everything yeah, you need. if you want to participate, you get everything you need. But the bad timing of being sick yeah. and the food food poisoning, dude, that's one of those, I mean, credit to the mental toughness of this dude from Notre Dame. Because you wonder if he... It's, it's the worst experience of my entire yeah, existence. The fact poisoning. that he's the only one... You wonder if he went off uh, off campus and went to uh, eat with an agent or family or something like that and contracted it that way. Yeah, yeah, it's a good call. Uh, I, I meant to mention this earlier, but your, uh, your LSU guy, number one overall pick, Pittsburgh Pirates, Paul Skeens. Skeen. Back to the baseballs. Yeah. He, he made his debut today, hit 102 wow. uh, on the MPHs, not once but twice. I was on yeah. the scoreboard gun. Uh, I know he went through the first inning scoreless, and he had the battle of uh, the number one overall pick, Adley Rushman, taking a 101 MPH for a ball and then driving a 99-mile-per-hour banger to the warning track in right field. So uh, kind of a fun a fun matchup Rushman, there. Rushman, kind of a good player, huh? Rushman, kind yeah, of a kind, good kind player. Kind of a good player. Yeah. I think your scout's eye's working for you on yeah, that one. I appreciate but your guy Skeens, man, he wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't fudging the the MPHs in college, hitting that triple digits. He, he's the reason why LSU won a national championship last year. Him and many others, but he yeah, was the main reason. He lights out. Yeah, I'll never forget the way he pitched against Wyatt Langford. Yeah, 
What are you, what are you gonna talk? You gonna talk about it? Uh, well, uh, we had there were some wa- battles. No, they had some battles. They had some battles. No, they never battled. I was gonna say because <laughs> I think you remember teed I asked that the one question. up. Yeah, you teed it up for Wyatt Langford, yeah. and he was like, "Well, unfortunately, I didn't yeah. actually get to go toe to toe with uh, with Skeens, yeah. so." Uh, he was left yeah, unscathed there. Yeah, you were teeing there. me up to like make me look bad. Oh, by the way, shout out for, uh, to a riveting uh, electric interview between Wyatt Langford and the KNC Masterpiece earlier today. That's one of those deals where you know, you're, you're going to want to pull some cuts and probably replay on Sean and RJ uh, tomorrow. Just be very shortcuts. The, the wealth of uh, knowledge and, and, and excitement and just love of love of talking baseball with other baseball dudes was was there and so the baseball show record had trouble with a baseball player baseball show record had uh, an awesome conversation okay with Wyatt Langford I didn't get a chance to hear it but during our crosstalk segment with Kane C Wyatt Langford was able to jump on with him so it was like Mm -hmm. okay we're not going to crosstalk no problem Wyatt Langford's on with the boys and when they put the headphones down they were like okay that was there was a little pulling teeth factor there, and then I sat down and pulled up the text in the Twitch, and it was inundated with, oh my gosh, we're going to need to step up the media prowess there. I think Wyatt Langford was too locked in on, uh, I guess, watching his teammates play baseball today because he didn't actually have to play yeah. to, uh, to really take that interview to the next level. It's up to their media guys to, I think, just be like, okay, you're not a good choice for doing media. You know, so let's. But everybody wants to talk to him. Not do. Everybody it. wants to hear from him, right? Yes, you know. So you have a, uh, a conversation with the guy and say, "Hey, everybody wants to talk to you. If you can't do better than this, we're not going to do it." Okay. And I tell you what, he might nobody, have a plan. Nobody is going to want to do advertising deals with you. If that's oh. okay, oh. you're good. I thought maybe Jeez. you know sometimes you can have oh, a plan. God. If you can mess it up so bad, they'll never ask you to come back. Yeah, yeah maybe that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, I've used that one on the white yeah. hour. Yeah, I use it on my parents. <laughs> Just mess it Let up me show so you bad. how you're a vacuum. <laughs> yes, perfect. Hey, I don't want to shoot him any bail, but they did have like a mean delay during the interview. Okay. So maybe it kind of threw him off. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. That, could, that could do it. I don't know. Could do. It. You oh. know, I think you deserve two or three chances at this before I'd be sure that uh, <laughs> you know you're not good for your own brand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, uh, okay. Please if continue. You, if you want to be quiet guy that doesn't say a lot, you got to pack some good, thoughtful answers into a short period of time. You know, if you want to go no answer, you got to do that with enthusiasm over a good thirty to forty-five seconds. The media guys are going to love it, right? Hmm. You can do one of those two. 501 is texting in asking as they just got in their vehicle if we were broadcasting from an airport runway. Broadus, are we broadcasting from an airport runway? I think we're on the flight line of uh, the uh, military. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mav? Uh, Send him off cat two. Get him in the air. Little that the leaf blower. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you're listening to the home of the World Series champs because no other sports radio station has the interest the journalistic credibility to come out here and jump in this press box with us hasn't been the case since 1033 was espn yeah. r.i.p but we will we will deal with leaf blowers and sometimes military aircraft i think i'm in the red dawn i'm in the movie red dawn sometimes yeah, yeah there, there were some i don't know what the flyover situation was a few minutes ago i think yeah, there's an air force base right down yeah, the way they're practicing Sometimes they have air shows. Like, we used to drive that way. We stayed at a house like 15 minutes away, so we would drive close to it, and they'd, they'd be like, I don't know if it was the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels out there training, but they were training. Man, that's, what, that's what we're doing out there. They're, 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 they're doing training sorties. 
I love it. It, it, it does pack a punch from a noise standpoint. It does. Yeah. You're getting yeah. the quals in, man. Yeah. Your qualifications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there we go. Okay. Your quals. Well, uh, one of the most satisfying, you know, they have like these these satisfying videos or something like that that you watch. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, one of the most satisfying things for me this week has been watching these guys take the field from played on, rugged, all of a sudden everything's all over the place to making it just absolutely freaking immaculate with the yeah. sprinklers and all the different things they're doing, the leaf blowing and all that stuff. And then by the end of the show, like right now, the, the field looks as pristine as anything. And it's just a, it's a well-oiled machine. Yeah, I think, they, I think this probably cost them like 500 bucks a day because these dudes are like artists on this field. What they can do to the dirt to make the mound perfect every night, it's, I think it's three hours of work with a crew of four dudes. Let me tell you what. I saw two dudes doing rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Something's going on here, though. It's like, okay, one of us has got to rake the sunflower seed area, and they rock, paper, scissors to yeah. see who did Yeah, I think we decided that's probably the worst of the jobs, having yeah. to rake the sunflower seeds yeah. that get spit onto the, the dirt there. Uh, but, yeah, th- we're in Surprise, Arizona. How about that? Yeah. We are. Thank you, Chief. Yes, sir. Have yourself a great night, Tolos. Thanks for making us part of your day. We have two segments to go here in the G-Bag Nation. And when we return, I got a little bit of a sports hodgepodge here with you. But I have a Cowboys question of the night. I think you're going to like it with a little bit of a trade scenario just to float your way. That's coming up next. G-Bag Nation and the fam. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the GBAC Nation 105.3 The Fan. Caitlin Clark has officially declared for the 2024 WNBA draft. She is expected to go number one to the Indiana Fever. So she's got to go, what, uh, two states over? Uh, something like that. But she'll stay in the Midwest there. And, you know, uh, obviously she's got the uh, women's basketball tournament. Just became the all-time leading scorer on the women's side for major colleges. So great college career. Okay, after taking over as interim coach following Josh McDaniels firing, Antonio Pierce is officially the Raiders' head coach. It's his first combine as a head coach. He's preparing for the draft. Tom Telesco in his first offseason as the team's GM, and Pierce is hoping the two can work together to build a winning group. And the new head coach wants to be aggressive. Says, I don't know uh, how it's going to play out, but Telesco better start working his magic. I told him, it's your turn now. All eyes are on you. I'm going to be undefeated for six more months. Says he wants an experienced winner at quarterback. They have the 13th pick. 
if Telesco was going to take Pierce up on that challenge and say, I'm going to go talk to the Jones boys, see if we can get Dak, and they were offering a package that included, like, the 13th pick and some other draft compensation, how interested would you guys be of doing that right now? I would be interested. I would be. I would absolutely be interested. I, I have come to the, the final conclusion on where things stand with Dak, uh, and it will be borderline. I, it would be shocked if he was the quarterback of the Cowboys when they were in a Super Bowl, let alone winning one. So that's where I'm at with it. So I am down to because ultimately, I mean, if you're if you're willing to let this contract ride out, like I think we all are. I know I am for yeah. this year, and then boom, he's going to walk out in free agency for nothing. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to at least get something for him, as opposed to letting him walk out free in free agency next year. For just a 13 and maybe a second and a third or something like that. I mean, I'm trying to determine what the fair trade package would be. Obviously, I'm, the Cowboys would ask for two ones. I don't think a team's giving you that, would they? I'm, yeah, I'm looking for two ones here. I mean, I'd be, I'd be looking for your number 13 this year. And it's like, hey, you guys are getting Dak. It's not like you guys are probably – you shouldn't have a very high first-round pick next year. You guys should be, you know, in the playoffs. You'll be a, you'll be a bounce-out wild-card team. You'll be picking in the 20s. I still want that. I'd be trying to get at least two first-round picks out of those guys, um, and 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 probably even more on top of it. But it, I mean, the bidding starts at the two first-round picks, and then throw in a second so or whatever they're, else. They're going to say, "Wait a minute, you don't want the guy, even though he's won you twelve games the last three years, but he's still worth two number ones." Brian, do you agree with that? Do you think Dak's worth two number ones right now? I think it, that I think that you're going to have a hard time getting two ones. Yeah, uh, but but thirteen and something in the twenties. I mean, d- yeah. the way Chiefs drawing it up, that's you know, it's not a high one. It's not a one in t- inside the top ten. Yeah, we. Uh, I was looking at this because all that money will accelerate on your cap. Yeah, that would be a trade would, would cost you. Okay, first off, Dak has a no trade contract. Yes, or so. Now we'd have to we'd have to talk him into. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to. We're going to trade you, and we're going to trade you to. Thank you, Ruby. We're going to trade you to the Raiders. Are uh-huh. you interested in that? And uh, if uh, if he says, "Yeah, let's go," now there's a couple things we have to consider here. Uh, are we willing to take a sixty-one million dollar cap hit this year? If that's the case, yeah. that's 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 what we have to look at. Now it's already counting sixty against the cap. Yeah. So yeah, this is a big rebuild move. Yeah. So you're you're probably gonna you you could probably you could fight and try and get the two ones. Uh, we see what you know what uh, what Seattle was able to get for Wilson. Yeah. You know that was a pretty significant haul. I think that was. That's, I think that I was, was trying, two ones and three other picks, I and mean, it was five total that, picks. Two of them yeah. were first round picks, and there was like three players involved in that. I mean, deal. I don't yeah. want to dis- disparage Dak or disrespect his regular season accomplishments in any way, but if you're talking about a Russell Wilson type of trade package for Dak, that seems like the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. It 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 would be, and that's why I don't think teams would do that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but if two you, first two seconds and yeah. a fifth dude yeah plus a couple of you know average starters he never won the mvp average. either he was right around the same place dak is in the mvp voting of course you win the super bowl and the idea was russell wilson could do this for you yeah if you if you the the, the raiders the type of team that maybe they're a quarterback away that yeah. to being better so you're thinking about now that pick is going to be if it's the two ones could it be the 13th pick and uh, a 21 or 22 mm. you know uh, that kind of 
But you'd be willing to do that for the two ones. I think you would absolutely consider I think if you're the Cowboys, if you wanted to do that, then I'd go, Brian, uh, I'd go to you, Brian. I'd say, hey, we got these picks from the Raiders. We got 24. Can we get into the top five and take one of these uh, best, what, three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks that are in the draft right now? Yeah, I'm, I was kind of looking at uh, – I was, I was going with uh, – if I could, I had a the tankathon up there just a minute ago, and I was kind of looking at the, I was looking at the Raiders' uh, picks, hmm. is what I was looking at. And if if you find a way to get, uh, if you find a way to get their second round pick, uh, too, uh, that would that would surely uh, help your situation as far as you know moving, trying to move a little bit further up that uh, up that board. Uh, if you, uh, I'm trying to look at the teams. Oh, they don't even have a, a a second or a third this year. I don't, I don't know by by the what I'm looking at here. They might with have the Raiders. Oh, yeah. maybe because of the Devonte Adams trade. Yeah, I, I'm looking right now. Actually, they, I thought, I thought they saw. Yes, they do. They they've have got, 13. They, they've got, they've got 13, and they've got 44 according to what I'm looking at on the chart right now. Okay. So uh, and I, 77. And and seventy seven. So they are so, flush. Yeah, they are flush. Huh. So to me, uh, you know, yeah, you could take, you surely could take uh, not only uh, you know first, you second, take, third. Yeah, you could take their their first, and then you could also take their second, and you maybe could dance that thing all the way up. The team that seems interested in maybe moving picks is the Chicago Bears at nine. Hmm. That would be the team that I would try and maybe would go to Atlanta. I maybe Atlanta would want to come back uh you know, come back uh five spots on your six spots on that. Hmm. But I I would start I would try and get up to uh man, see you got some teams like you know, Arizona, I don't think is looking at quarterback. The the first two teams clearly could be looking for quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, sure. First well, sure. three teams. Those teams are in position to take one. you yeah. got to get a team that really wants one that isn't in position, I, and I think the Raiders at 13 make the most sense, especially with the head coach talking me, about, I want to get a quarterback that can win now. Let me tell you what, I think you could dance that thing all the way up to three. Wow. I think you could dance it all the way up to three. and Because I think that Elliot Wolf there, I think Elliot Wolf knows he has a pretty significant job ahead of him of rebuilding his team. He will take as many picks as he can. And who's at three again? Uh, that would be New England. Hmm. So that would, you know, if the quarter, you, you're, you're on the, you're going to get, uh, you, you might get lucky and get maybe the second best quarterback in the draft hmm. sitting there at three, depending on what the commanders do it too. I think if you're the Cowboys and you feel like there's a chance that this thing is going to end, you owe it to yourself to be having these conversations right now. Chief's right. If yeah. you let this thing go, the the, the and, and Dak walks, the, the best you're ever going to get is a third-round pick out of him, a compensatory three. Yeah. That's all you're going to get. I but you've got to be willing to take a $61 million cap hit, but you're willing maybe to eat that money right now too, I just right? wanted to see what you guys would be willing to move on from Dak for, like a first and a second. You if know, you could get the, two ones. Yeah. If you could get two, two ones, ones, I think it's a no-brainer. It's a yeah. no-brainer. Yeah. But if you start to talk about, okay, a one, a two, and a four, or something like that, I, yeah. I don't know if I would necessarily be interested in doing that. I mean, you look around the NFC, there's just a, such a wide variety of quarterbacks that are getting it done. I mean, Jared Goff and Matt Stafford have been there. I don't think you need to hang on to a guy like, oh, we need this guy to have a chance of ever getting this thing done. I think there's now a wide variety of people that can step in there. Garoppolo and Purdy are making it. Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts are making it. Like, Dak's better than Jalen Hurts. I think you have the best quarterback in the NFC, but it's not by a clear enough margin that he's a tiebreaker against the teams that you're facing off against. As a matter 
matter of fact, he can't be a winning advantage in any way once you get to the playoffs so far. You know, there's there's probably people with the Cowboys that believe if they let this Dak thing go, that they could be in the mix to resign him once it's up. What, I mean, that, that like if, you know, that maybe, okay, Dak's a free agent, that they're now in a bidding war with other teams. Hmm. They, there are some people over there that believe that they, they could resign Dak if it turns into a bidding war. They still would? They, they would consider it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think they could let this thing play out and, you know, this time next year if it they're trying work, to get a deal if it, done. Yeah, if they play it out and it doesn't work, then you just move on. Hmm. But if all of a sudden it works, yeah. then Dallas, there's some people in Dallas that believe that they can negotiate well, and, against others and make this work. It's horrible personnel management if that's how you're going to do it, where – you know, you're actually thinking about letting him walk and you don't make the trade before it's a reality. How, you know? how important do you think it is? And I'm asking you guys this question. How important do you think it is for Dak and all his off-field hustle that he does? The well, money he makes on off-field hustle. Oh, how important is that, do you think, to Dak? I would think it's, it's hugely important to him. I, see, now, does Dak, does off-field hustle translate with any other team other than the Dallas Cowboys? Not like it does here, no. I think you're going to get some. Um, See, I think Dak takes all-field hustle, and that's money that maybe he takes care of his family with. Hmm. You know, the people in his life that he needs to take care of. Football money's family money, that's different. I think hustle money takes care of a side of Dak that doesn't take away from his football money. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Dak is willing to walk away from hustle money by going to play with the Tennessee Titans I just or the Atlanta Falcons or somebody like that. I, I don't think he and his agent want to do anything that doesn't get maximum value from the Cowboys for his services. Yeah. I, th- I think you know some player and agent combinations are very much in that way of doing business. And considering how bitter the last negotiation was – I just think that's how he's looking at it. Like, and there's, there, there was no like, backing down. There was no conceding. They took that all the way down to the deadline. Like, no, you're going to give us dang near market-setting money or we're not going to sign it. And I, I don't think there's a strong reason to believe that Dak has changed his uh, stance on that. I mean, the, the, the endorsement money is going to be there to some extent. Is it 50% of the Cowboy money? Is it, is it 75% of the Cowboy money? I don't know exactly where to put the money at it, but right. he is going to get some. I mean, yeah. most, most all quarterbacks, especially after you've been the Cowboys, are still going to be a household name. Damian Chop Robinson lighting up the combine in Indy. First day of athletic testing got underway. Stole the show. They compare him to Micah Parsons after this. 6'2". Uh, and, and seven eighths inches, two hundred fifty four pounds, ran a four four eight in the forty yard dash. Currently, the number twenty one prospect in the CBS Sports consensus prospect rankings. But uh, the draft analyst Chris DePasso noted Robinson's physical similarities to players like uh, Micah Parsons, as well as Rams edge rusher Byron Young. A combination of size and forty time at the position, actually outrageous for any position. It was his 10-yard split of 154, uh, which was the fastest ever for an edge rusher who weighed at least 250 pounds, Brian. Yeah. Damian Chop Robinson, fastest 10-yard split of all time. Is this guy destined for greatness or what? How, yeah. is, he, how is he only the 21th-ranked prospect, man? Well, the thing about it is you can watch him play. He, he's a transfer from Maryland, 
and he has that position versatility where he can play edge or linebacker. He is a quick twitch guy, and that's you can see that off the snap. So I understand why his 10-yard split was the where it was. He can really gain ground and direction as a rusher. Uh, that's something with your first step. It's surprising to me technique-wise how tight he plays to the tackle. I think the way that Penn State played him doesn't, wasn't conducive to how he could be as a player. Hmm. I think this guy has to play wider. He's really thick in the lower body and real thin up top is what he is. So, hmm. you know, the thing about him is, you know, there's, he could beat tackles who are weak with their base when turning the corner. But when he gets hooked up, he gets up against a tackle that sets well, sets at depth, able to kind of slow his slow him down and punch. It's a different guy. Hmm. But I think that's where the tighter he plays, I don't think that's his strength. He needs to be a lot wider because he's got some bendiness to his game. But if you put him tied up there and he, and he hooks up with guys, he's not an effective rusher. Well, I mean, he might have made himself some money today being the most explosive. Well, the numbers the numbers from the combine are always going to be something that get people's attention. Yeah. It's when can you can you take what you see on those combine numbers and then tr- and put them to the film. Mm-hmm. You know, do you see that on on the film? I I think Latu, Turner and Verse. I'm talking about the UCLA kid, Turner from Alabama, Verse from Florida State, Robinson would be my top 4. Do you have a first-round grade on Robinson? I do not. Hmm. I do not have. My, my, uh, Latu from UCLA, Turner from Alabama, Verse from Florida State, Chop Robinson leads the group that starts the top. He would probably be player 22, 23 out of my, uh, out of my group. 21 first-round grades, and then he would fall in after that. So traits without the film will get you a second-round grade, most it likely. Yep. Could be a change coming to how the NFL operates on a down-to-down basis. NFL insider John Jones league test optical tracking on line-to-gain rulings at both MetLife and Hard Rock throughout the last season, as well as the Super Bowl. If there is support from enough owners, the league could move to optical tracking rather than the chain gang as early as this season. At the moment, it's unclear how much support there is among ownership. And as Jones notes, it could be difficult to outfit all 30 stadiums and international stadiums with the tech in time for the upcoming season. But it's notable that it's it's being tested. Uh, It indicates a willingness to move into that direction in the future. I'm totally here for it. I think they're making up uh, multiple mistakes and spots throughout the game, and it's costing first down decisions one way or another. We don't have to tolerate it any longer. Uh, Could at least take a small portion of our frustration with the officiating out of the equation. We'll cross talk with the get right, see what Reggie and company has cooking for you next here in the G-Back Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Lucius. We are live here wrapping up the show at spring training, about to chat with <clears throat> Reggie and company, the get right, here coming up 7 to 11. Our coverage all week long presented by Sonic. Mm. Mm. Good. Good. Yeah. It's also brought to you by Best Buy Windows and Siding and the on-time experts, air conditioning and plumbing. Same-day service, guaranteed. Gentlemen, how the heck are you tonight? Doing, doing well, fellas. How about you? No, we're doing great. You know, had a, uh, a conversation with the uh, World Series champion, Chris Young, earlier today, and it was, uh, it was inspiring. You know, it got me really excited about this baseball team. And I asked him at the end of it, do you think you could go be a world champion manager, too? I mean, if you're a world champion player and GM, 
right smack dab in the middle is the skipper. What do you guys think? Do you believe CY could do that as well? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he, he seems like he has the, the personality, the want to in those types of things. So, I mean, I imagine with him a, a little bit of time, I, I don't think he's going to jump in and immediately be Bochi, but I'm sure he could do it, man. He understands baseball from the personnel side, clearly he understands the playing side, so I don't know why he wouldn't be able to be a skipper. Yeah, I think probably a little bit of a, a, a different skill set, but I just believe in the man to accomplish anything he sets his mind to. I just think he's a, a full-blown winner, and I, I think he might be the – the most uh, championship-worthy individual that we have other than the tremendous players across Dallas-Fort Worth, guys. Is, is he the best GM that's been in DFW sports in recent memory or of all time? I can't think of one better. I mean, okay. the job that the Cowboys were doing back in the day, yeah. Brian, I think you could speak to that. Obviously, well, Jimmy was working with, those trades and yeah. drafts pretty good, too. Jimmy and Jerry were a very good combination back in the early 90s. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen with the uh, – the Stars had a run there where they won a cup and were in a, another one. I think the Stars have been really consistent when it comes to the playoff. The Mavs have been a lot of playoffs, yeah, but really nothing really to show much for. Not it, a though. championship Don, architect in their yeah, history. Donnie you know. Nelson would have get that one in eleven, right? He would get the credit for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a good job. And he, I mean, he had a hell of a run. That was a fifty-win team for a lot of years. Yeah. So yeah, but when you get the Dirk thing right. Yeah. You, you only won one championship with Dirk, though. I, I don't know if you get credit for that or if you get dinged for that. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I, would, I would give credit. I would give credit because the, the pieces around him weren't always the best. And the, that 2011 yeah. run was one of the best runs that we've ever seen. So I got to give credit to the players, but also for the GM and coach instilling the confidence in those players to play as well as they did in that run. So you can always ding everybody for some. I, I think I, I'm kind of impartial. I'm kind of right in the middle with them. Not really dinging too heavy, not also praising too heavy. Okay. Light on the ding. What's coming up on your guys' show tonight? Oh, we should have a fun one. Got you till 11 as typical. typical. Apparently, we're having Matt Hicks for the third time. This oh, evening. You know what? He was yeah. honestly excited about it. He said, yeah, I'm on the, he says, I'm on the get right tonight. And I'm like, all right, they're, they're great. They do a great job. He goes, oh, no, I'm looking forward to it. So he was excited about it. You'll get oh. some good content from him. Oh, we always love talking to Hicksy. It's always a fun thing. And then also at 720, is Maxi Kleba the Mavs' actual number one center? We'll get into that. Uh, second Ooh. segment of the evening. Ooh, mm. looking forward to it, gentlemen. Have yourself a great night, and uh, we will catch up with you tomorrow. For sure, fellas. There they go. Reggie and Blake, the get right. 7 to 11 here uh, with you. Thanks so much to Lucius Alexander and the Pimp Cup back there. Mass Control 75 fits you. Of course, Carter Freeman coordinating your video at 105thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you, sir. Uh, Brian Broaddus and Eric Giafalo, and of course, Ruben Portillo here, remote engineer on site in Surprise, Arizona. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the GBAC Nation. At ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.